welcome back to another episode of Who I Do. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tania. We have a very special guest on the show with us today. We are going to be discussing everything you need to look for, discuss, figure out, and know before you book your wedding photographer. This is a very, very important episode, guys. So listen up, especially if you're in the engagement and searching process or, you know, maybe you got married and your photographer was available for this year, but not your big celebration next year. So listen up to all of these wonderful things that our special guests will be telling us. So special guests, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, thank you, Ashley. Um, my name is Damian Carter of Damian Carter Photography. Um, I'm a wedding photographer out of the Washington, D.C. area. We call it the DMV. So um, I've been shooting for approximately um, six years weddings and other photography before that. So um, it's a pleasure to be on with you. Very nice. We are happy yes. to have you on the show. Um, Hi. Photography is such an important piece. That's one of the like top <laughs> vendors. I feel, you know, like that's not the underrated vendor vendors. That's like the, you know, you get your <laughs> venue, you get your photographer, like those are yeah. like the top ones, you know, right. <laughs> you're the that's MVP right. basically. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's an important one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So you said you've been doing this a little bit. So how long is that little bit? Not trying to date you or anything. Yeah, but. yeah. So yeah, yeah. So the six years uh, is total. So about two of those um, was shadowing a photographer, a great photographer in the area. Because um, you really want to learn. You want to learn, you know, you can watch all the YouTube videos you want and, um, you know, do all the research you want. But you need to be on site at a wedding, seeing how it's going. Um, and, and, you know, we do that through second shooting and kind of learning that way. So it's almost like an apprenticeship for photographers. Um, so I've, I did that for two years. And then for the last four to five years, I've been shooting weddings on my own as the lead photographer. Oh, very nice. And you know what? I never, I've always thought of second shooters, but I never thought of that as like a way for one to kind of gain experience before they kind of branch off on their own. Yeah, you know, and that's, I mean, that's more of a traditional model. Um, some people jump right in and, you know, it depends on who your first clients are and how you develop, but it's really, it really is a good way to, depending on what weddings you want to shoot, you're not just going to get, you know, a certain type of wedding on your own right off the bat. So, you know, learning under someone, being at one of those type of events that you want to shoot is a great way to learn, so... That's how I did it. But then, I mean, some people second shoot just as second shooters. That's what they do. But mm -hmm. I mean, really, second shooters is a good way to learn. Nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. Now, I just have to ask for my own personal reasons. Mm -hmm. Are you a Canon person or a Nikon <laughs> person or a Sony? What, yeah. What's your a, tool? <laughs> I'm a Canon guy. Um, but I shoot okay. Canon. <laughs> I shoot Canon and Fuji, though. Fuji, I love Fuji. Okay. Um, that was kind of my travel camera. But I mm. will bring that on wedding days to um, get some extra shots. And actually, you know, I like to shoot little video clips. I'm not a videographer, but you can shoot little quick video clips. And I use my mm. Fuji for that. But my most of my work is with my Canon. Nice. Very nice. I have a Canon. I <laughs> don't call myself a professional by any means. <laughs> like I have like a basic D uh, DSLR. So yeah, like yeah. nothing. That's all you need. <laughs> and I have a point and shoot. <laughs> well, oh, I'm a little above point and shoot, but yeah. I you Today, yeah, that's, hey, that's good. <laughs> Listen, I'm not on y'all's level. Mm -mm. Oh, okay. Girl, why don't you hey. have a, like a DSLR? 
I mean, kind of, sort of, but, you know, but the one that I always use is just a point and shoot. Oh, okay. but it's a canon. Okay, right. You know, so I'm in the family. Okay, so I'm in the family, family too. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you, you, you're in the family. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Perfect, perfect. Well, we are going to just dive straight into our this and or this or that um, segment of the show. It's probably one of the. I don't know. I love coming up with this or that. Um, <laughs> it's a fan favorite. I can tell you have fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, this or that, you know what it is, guys. It's basically you pick between option A or option B. Tell us why. Um, and so for this week, of course, you know, I try to stick with the theme of conversation and whatnot. So um damien of course you would go first then tania you will answer and then um i'll answer as we circle back it'll be a quick four rounds and then of course we'll get into the meat of the show so to start out would you prefer to have a second shooter or a videographer that is you know also shooting the same wedding or event i'd say videographer Hmm. Um, for me, so uh, for me, I think having that extra person doing something else because the second shooter is important because the second shooter is getting some different angles and, mm-hmm. you know, different parts of the event at different at the same time, of course. Right. But videographer, you know, that's a whole different medium. So if you're, you know, combining the two, you have a full picture of your day. So that's exactly. a videographer. Okay. All right. What about you, Tania? As of late, we've been hearing all these stories about, you know, the the memory cards like glitching and, (laughs) you know, that's just like, I would be so upset and I'd probably be crying on the day of. However, I do want a videographer. So I'm going to say videographer, but I just need the photographer just to have a backup just in case, (laughs) just in case, because we've heard some stories lately. So (laughs) we have. We really have. Okay. So I'd say for me, I'm going to do something I never do. I'm going to say both. I want the second shooter, <laughs> the primary shooter, and the videographer. Give me hey, all give the us that option. I know. Give you're cheating. Option. I know. Well, <laughs> well, that is true. If I had to pick, though, between one or the other, I'm also going to pick a videographer just because it is a different medium and you might get to, it's you'll get to see the same event in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And they're both tangible memories that yeah. you can take with you. So that is my favorite okay. part of it all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Round two. Would you prefer to have a phone consultation or a video consultation? I'd say video um, okay. because right now there's not a ton of in-person, but video right. is the closest you can get to that um phone is better than you know a lot of interaction through email at least phone you can start to have conversations but video if you're really having a consultation to you know just be face to face as much as possible so i'd say video okay i'm going to also say video i'm going to say video because i like to <laughs> be in front of a person or like an in person mm-hmm. but since we can't do that right now video right. is the next best thing as damien was saying so. right Makes sense. I'll say phone only because usually if I'm 
having a consultation or a quick call with someone, anyone, not even necessarily a vendor, it's usually in the middle of my work day. <laughs> so it's like, oh, this is a quick 15 minutes. And that's easier for me to just hop on the phone versus like pulling up Zoom on my phone or, you know, trying to get on Zoom from one computer and have my work one up. And it's a lot. Now, if it were like this time of the day, sure, video consultation by all means. If we're not recording, of course. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. but yes, yes. All right, two more rounds to go. So for this is going to be framed slightly differently for Damien versus Tania, but okay. this Damien for you, mm. which this is more of kind of like think of your clients, and for Tania, this is more of what you would receive. So. Which one between a commercial release or just a print release? In, my, in, in the client, in the client's mind. Mm-hmm. Um, just a print release is usually all that's needed. Um, I mean, so as a photographer, of course, I have a different mindset. But as a client, you just want to make sure a print release so that you have that right to do with what you want with the images. Um, and that's sufficient because mm-hmm. most people just want to be able to print um, and, right. you know, on their own and not have to rely on the photographer. But, you know, we'll talk about that later. Of course, you want to leave the, right. the, the heavy lifting up to the photographer, but it's nice to have that print release. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tania? So hopefully I'm answering this correctly, but I would like the option to print my photos. Like, is that what you mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, okay. So basically, okay. like the print release is, um, and of course, Damien's going to go into this further in our convo, but the, uh-huh. da- the print release allows you to print these photos once it's been given to you in mm-hmm. likely an online gallery. Gotcha. Um, okay. You yeah. don't have to use his provider to print it. You can, you know, right. download it, take it to Walgreens, Walmart, or a very uh, actual, like, high quality, you know, printing studio. Gotcha. Or. The commercial release is more for, you know, if you are going to use these photos for your commercial game. Like if you're going to, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. use this for who I do. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. 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 Right. Versus try to your sell wedding more photos. Or yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Gotcha. So it's yeah. more about like, what's your real intent with these photos? Really? Gotcha. Guess what it boils down to? Ooh, and I is that deep. <laughs> yes, yes. So we'll get into yes. that a little bit later. Okay? Exactly. <laughs> That's why we're having this conversation. Um, <laughs> another thing, uh, and I agree with both of y'all. I would say the same because um, I mean we don't need it for commercial reasons. I don't think we'd have a commercial shoot for the commercial stuff. But anyway, right, right. Um, <laughs> let's see. All right. So the final round shooting the rehearsal dinner versus shooting your proposal so um, uh, this is yeah. another one that's kind of right. different Which, like for damien versus tania but yeah yeah but as a client what would i prefer um mm-hmm. probably the proposal it's just so it's just such a special moment um and you know most of the time people are there with, with cell phone cameras now so somebody's going to get it but you do want to make sure that that's got captured um unless you're a super mm-hmm. private person but that's nice um rehearsal dinner for me that's like it's fun for sure but i mean pictures of it is you know you're going to get those same people the next day or the, you know whenever the wedding is so right you know that's mm-hmm. why i picked the engage the proposal okay to the proposal all day 
Mm-hmm. Because the rehearsal dinner, I mean, not everyone is dressed. Well, it all depends on the environment. They better be. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, you're right. Well, I Some mean, I think right, just right. off work and yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, proposal all day because I want a photographer there, and my man already knows. Like, <laughs> <laughs> how's he gonna surprise you then? Though you already, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> somebody in the bushes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> behind a curtain or something but listen i need everything on video or you need to you know have a photographer there so he's listening now he knows Mm -hmm. (laughs) all these tips writing them down um i agree i think overall the proposal over the rehearsal dinner but i think there's something so cool about having like the rehearsal dinner captured um especially when it's like one of those good like rehearsal dinners where the bride and groom are saying all these like warm and lovely things about basically everybody in the room. Sometimes you don't have those moments that often. So, you know, you don't want to pull out your cell phone and nobody's really thinking to pull out their cell phone during a rehearsal dinner. They're just in the moment. So maybe that's also a great thing. Have moments in the moment. Everything has to be (laughs) captured. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was fun. Um, We are now going to take this really, really quick break for an ad, and we'll be right back. Hey, everyone. For those of you who have not checked us out on com, girl, what are you waiting on? Go on over there and browse the site. We have incorporated the Do shop where you can get t-shirts, stickers, mugs, and many other items. If you are interested in being one of our featured guests, you can also find that information on there as well. Please continue to support our socials and you might be seeing us on the big screen one day. You know, you never know. But as always, we love y'all and we wish you much love and success. All right, we're back and we are again talking. This is, I I feel like I titled this series like a thousand things. It's like the due diligence, kind of like in hindsight type of series. It's the what you should know, what you should look for when you're booking this vendor. It's, It's everything. It's really, these are the things you should really, really know. Because sometimes when you just get engaged, and especially if you haven't really had friends or peers kind of in your age group get married, or the last group of people that you knew to get married did it six, seven, ten years ago or beyond, there's a lot of things that happen when they were getting married versus you getting married that you just don't know. When you're getting married, you know nothing. Whatever you think you know, whatever you saw on TV, whatever, what, you know, so-and-so's wedding special, Bravo produced or VH1 or whatever. Yeah, that's not the same situation you're going to be in. So there's a lot of things you don't know. And you have to go beyond just looking at someone's Instagram and, you know, hopping on a call. Like there are so many other things you need to know. And there are red flags that you can find kind of in that to help you really find the right vendor. Because, uh, Tania, one day we're going to have an episode about when that vendor is not the vendor and you got to get a new one. (laughs) (laughs) 
Because <laughs> we've talked to some brides about that too. Um, you know, not everything works out. We've heard horror stories and, you know, so we're trying to save you guys money. So take out your pen and your paper <laughs> or your phone and jot these notes down. So we're going to get straight into it. Um, first things first, when it comes to wedding photographers, Damien, what are some of the biggest or most common misconceptions that the average couple has? One of the mis misperceptions is just that um, we're slow as photographers. This is on the back end, but um, there's a lot of excitement after the wedding to see the, the, the final images. And um, we tell them how, you know, how long to expect. But there's a lot of times when those expectations, if they're not communicated well, you know, couples think we're like sitting on the pictures or like <laughs> just dragging our feet. But honestly, you know, your photographer hopefully is just trying to get it right. There's a lot of editing um, even before the editing, it's called culling when we're just narrowing down to the best pictures. Um, so it's, it's just a process that takes a while. So sometimes there's a misperception that we're um, slow. Um, and, you know, that's usually not the case. So we're working hard on the images to get them back to you in a good in a good way. Gotcha. Um, one, one other misperception I'd say is just that um, wedding photography is easy. And, you know, that's I think that's a misperception about a lot of photography. But um, we'll get into that, but you want to make sure that a person is looking past just snapping the pictures and taking, you know, even if they're beautiful, but it's beyond that. So, um, and, and one thing couples need to understand that there's more to it. And that's, you know, I think that's great of you guys to have the show to try to share some of those insights. You actually made me think of something else. So, mm -hmm. um, and I don't think we're going to ask this, but our, I guess, preview photos either after engagement sessions or after the wedding are those like the standard nowadays is that like a trend that most should expect like to see maybe a photo here or there maybe within like a day or two after the yeah, wedding or yeah. okay so it's pretty normal so when i say you know the the longer term for full delivery you know um, it depends on the photographer but it could be six to eight weeks or you know that's more of a standard um, but, but way before that, like in the first week, you're going to expect to see what we call a sneak peek. And that's, you know, for us to, um, satisfy some of that desire to have, um, something in the hand for the couple. So, you know, it is normal to get, um, that sneak peek of a, a decent number of images, you know, to, to get a feel for the day. Um, I like to give a variety of that sneak peek in that sneak peek. So, I mean, you're not going to have a ton of images, but you are going to get a few from the different parts of the day just so you can, one, see how it's coming along, but then, you know, not have to wait the full time for to see anything. I think that's, like, important just because many times all you're seeing is, like, the iPhone pictures that people are taking, right. you right. know, like, right. <laughs> like, at the wedding. And, like, it's special when it's a professional picture you know? Mm -hmm, right, right. And, yeah. and you do want to see those. So I, exactly. as photographers, we understand. I mean, I worked with a second shot for a photographer that had, I mean, she big time and she had a um, team. They literally turned around a, a like a whole slideshow the night of the wedding. So at the reception, the, the all the pictures from, and pretty much because the reception so long, you figure when the reception and the main stuff happens, first dance and all that, right after that, they would go to editing so mm. by, you know, towards the end of the day, they had a slideshow. I was impressed. Like, I can't do that. But <laughs> but, that, but to, your, to your point, it's so nice for them to be able to see, yeah. uh, you know, that day from the professional um, pictures that were taken uh, was really nice. So, you know, but that that's, uh, that's a special touch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> but still, oh, the norm is to get a sneak peek in that first, uh, that first seven to ten days. That gotcha. makes sense. Yeah. And I think, like, I can't remember who we talked to, but somebody mentioned that you know, getting that photo from like your photographer versus, um, you know, the iPhone photo, or I think it was when we were talking to the Shaz the last week, the like iPhone or yeah. the cell phone photos, like trying to deliver that to the couple within, you know, those first few days is like, you know, that first photo they post is like the, you know, uh, don't want to say, you know, breaking the cherry, but it, I mean, it's like, <laughs> it's, you know, it, it's better for it to be that professional photo versus like yeah. that iPhone photo because it's right. kind of, there's, you know, the specialness around like, being able to post that first photo. Yeah, because that first photo is going to be the one picture that everyone's going to gravitate towards and right, like, right. but then right. all the other pictures <laughs> that come behind that picture probably won't get as much. As shine. many. That's yeah. right. right. Yeah, yeah. Because mm -hmm. that's the one announcing and, you know, the, the big exactly. day. And, mm -hmm. you're right. So as a photographer, it's, that's a great point. So it's important for us not to take forever to, because people want to post. I mean, it's, it's going to happen and they right. might, yeah. I've had my brides sometimes post those cell phone pictures that their friends and family share, but then say in there, like, you know, a sneak peek coming soon. So they'll announce it because they want that first, you know, first one to be seen to be special. So exactly. um, they get something out there, but then they, they let their family know it's coming. Right. Okay. All right. So what are different types or styles of photography and what is your style? Yeah. So there's so many. Um, I thought about this question. So there's like more classic and traditional, which um, a lot of posing, a lot of, um, like formal shots where um, I, I wouldn't call it old school because it's, it's still, you know, a relevant style, but it's just more traditional. Even the editing is traditional. It's not going to be like bold and colorful or um, it's, it's just like, I'd say more older, older school type of um, photography. The posing is just standard. There's nothing, there's no flair to it, if you will. So that, so that's one style. Um, on the opposite end of the spectrum, there's really like more editorial um, it's the look that it's almost like you think that wedding was done in a magazine. A lot of times photographers will do style shoots to get that look, but there's some photographers that shoot their wedding day, you know, for most of the day like that. So it's, it's, you know, of course that's a combination of the couple and the photographer's style, but there's couples that really want that look higher, high fashion. It's like, you know, really higher end. And then there's like artistic photographers that are really, not just trying to capture the day, but really looking for those ways to be creative with it. And then there's more documentary photographers that are just almost a fly on the wall, just trying to capture it as, as it really unfolds, um, not trying to pose too much. Um, of course, and when I say that there's exceptions, of course, because fam big family um, portraits and normal times when you would get the wedding party together, those of course, they're going to be posed. But other than that, the documentary photographer is just capturing the day um, as it naturally unfolds. So um, my style is more a mix of the documentary and artistic. I want to give the couple um, something. And, and again, we talked about cell phone pictures. I want to give them something beyond that. So that's where the artistic part comes in, where, you know, we all were looking at the same thing, but you know, I took it a little differently and, you know, I try to make sure I do that. But on the flip side, I'm very documentary in terms of my approach. I'll be close, but you don't even see me. Like I, I have to get my shot, but you know, whether that means um, 
being really close to the the actual nuptials, but I'm never going to be in front of every, anybody or, you know, obstructing like a parent's view, you know, it's, it's all in where you position yourself. So, but the rest of the day, just trying to get those moments, I'll get the couple kissing, but turn around and see, you know, the parents reaction, snap that really quickly and just get those different parts of the day. So that documentary style is definitely at the heart of what I do, but then I'm mixed in the artistic for sure. Like in different times of the day. Yes. That documentary style is Ashley's Alley. It right is. Yeah. <laughs> Love that documentary <laughs> style. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the cool thing about, and I like that question because it really lets you know there's so many styles. I mean, you we'll get to it in the conversation, but you really have to look for what what you're attracted to, and you'll find a photographer that really delivers on what you want. I I agree with you 100%. So kind of thinking more about the consultation phase. Um, so before, of course, one has selected their vendor, um, what questions do photographers usually ask a prospective clients um, kind of in that phase? Yeah, I mean, the consultation is our time to really understand about your day. Usually in the inquiry, we hear some of the basics about your day. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm literally going to have a consultation this weekend that I, in the inquiry, I know her basic details, but that's when we'll really get into, you know, tell me about the venue, tell me about the number of guests, or what size wedding are we talking about? Tell me about the wedding party and, and tell me, you know, it's usually early in the, the consultation is usually early in the planning cycle, obviously, but I, I need to know as much about the schedule as possible because then I can help you in some of the planning. So it's good that it's early before it's locked in. But then I can help you shape some of it based on how you want your day to look. So it's totally up to you, but I'm just helping you based on my experience, you know, because some people, you know, the first look becomes a whole thing. But if you don't do the first look, there's other ways to capture those intimate moments. Um, but we really should talk through at that time some of your important key parts of your day. That's the critical part of consultation, like really just understanding and the vision that the couple has for what they want um, and the final product to look like. Okay. Um, also going off that, would that also kind of help you kind of frame or kind of start to estimate what package or kind of the budget in which um, your client or prospective client would, you know, maybe have yeah. or, you know, maybe even from your side, like, okay, she'll probably want like this package or this package versus this one or whatever, just based off that information. Yeah, exactly. And I, I send out a wedding guide to my to my serious inquiries. It's a physical, now sometimes PDF, but I'll mail it because mm -hmm. it's a physical um, book. Mm -hmm. um, but it'll tell in there the packages. But through that consultation, to your point, you're starting to steer them into what it sounds like they want. And mm -hmm. then I usually customize it after that because I, I like to be more custom. And a package might not exactly fit for you because it's really a starting point. So, but mm -hmm. after that conversation, what you're looking for, um, what your day is going to look like, and obviously the hours of coverage you need, um, then I can steer you to the package and then customize something. Gotcha. Okay. Mm -hmm. What information would you say a bride or the couple needs to present to you um, outside of what you've already covered during that consultation phase? I like to ask them about them as a couple, like um, how they met. So what I'm doing, and it's going to be a theme for me because it's not just me, it's for the couple. I, I want to serve the couple the best way, but mm -hmm. I might not be the person to do it. So I need to find that out 
just like I, I want you as a couple to find this out, right? Mm-hmm. And you, as a couple and as a bride, you should really be looking for this because this person is going to spend a lot of time with you on your, one of the biggest days of your life. So, right. um, and I think, I, I think it's great of you guys to focus on this because you see the images, like I said, on Instagram or even, of course, their website, but who is this person? So both people, both sides should be having these consultations, these discussions and really looking at, do I want to be working with this person? Because you don't know who's taking these great images. It could be somebody that's a jerk or just, you know, not thinking about the couple. And for me, I want to make sure I'm, I'm serving them. And maybe I can't do it, at, you know, through those conversations. And you asked about the questions like how you met and you start to see how the couple interacts. And is it, is it going to be, you know, for me, set myself up for success or is it going to be, you know, somewhere, some, something that they're not going to be happy. You kind of hear through the conversation, but it's, it, you know, it's all about just finding out um, a little bit more about them. So, you know, I have a questionnaire that does that. A lot of photographers do that. So take those seriously because you're giving them information, but hopefully, they're also giving you back some information and just keep an eye out for that. That makes a lot of sense. It is definitely a mutual (laughs) relationship. I see. And and, I mean, you would want the person covering your day to be someone you like and actually trust. And likewise, you don't want to feel like, Oh my gosh, I'm shooting, you know, like (laughs) this wedding and, (laughs) you know, so it, it's time spent um, together. So it makes sense that, you know, they're more than just kind of the technical and the service aspect of it. You actually like the person. Right. Um, (laughs) So speaking about Instagram, since a lot of brides do kind of start there when it comes to like looking for their photographer, what are things that they should pay attention to? So it's natural for you to gravitate towards images that you like. Of course, like, you know, it's the styling, how you like it, the posing, the light, of course, clean, crisp images. Um, But beyond that, like, you want to make sure that because the photographer is only going to, this photographer is a business owner. So what they're posting is basically, so I'll speak for myself, what I'm posting is more of the work I want to get. But that doesn't necessarily mean as a bride, that's your wedding. Because that's, that's, again, why you have those conversations. Your wedding is your vision. And I hope that I can bring it through. But if not, find someone that can. Because that photographer, which is on Instagram, is just their best, you know, and what they want to show. But sometimes there's a disconnect between, you know, you're looking at their page and it was beautiful and all that. But your wedding, it's not what you're planning. Like your, yours isn't going to be in a winery and, or, or whatever. So just make sure that you're looking you know, all through their, um, their body of work, but then also, you know, making sure that that, again, it's back to fit, but even with the images, making sure that they fit to what your vision for your wedding is. Not just, I, I like a lot of photography, but it's not necessarily my style. So it, it, that's just an example. Like, yeah, it's nice and it's, it catches my eye, but would that be something that I shoot? No. So same thing as a client, make sure that, yes, you liked it, but it's make sure that it's aligning with the wedding that you're going to have. You're planning. So along those lines, do photographers post all of their clients on social media feeds? Most of them don't. Some, some like, okay. you know, high, high volume will post more, um, but they're still not posting everything. Uh-huh. But most of us are more selective, you know, just again, I'm back to you really posting what you want to get future work for. So, you know, gotcha. I've done a few destination weddings nowhere too fancy that's on the bucket list but uh, all over the states all over the states and um 
you know, if I want to do another, I, there's a couple of weddings in Chicago that I'm going to post the Chicago weddings, but I've done them in places. I, I did some in Delaware and I don't necessarily need to shoot in <laughs> Delaware again. So <laughs> I'm not posted the, you know, it, I mean, cause it's venue, it's couple, it's, you know, look and vibe is, is everything. So, yeah, you know, just think about that. But as a customer, as a client, you can ask in that consultation, Instagram is just one thing, even websites, just one thing you can ask, you know, are there other galleries you can share with me? You know, my, you've talked about what kind of wedding you're having and you ask them, you know, have you shot at a, a winery? Have you shot at a, you know, ballroom or whatever, and then get those galleries. And, and most photographers, I mean, they should, will share that with you. Mm-hmm. Then you're aligning more with what, you know, and getting expectations for what you're actually going to have in terms of your event. Ah, okay. So don't, don't just jump into the, it should be the entry because if they don't have something that attracts you, then forget it, of course. <laughs> uh-huh. But once you get there, then dig a little deeper and, you know, ask for something that's more in line with what you're doing. Gotcha. Yeah, I would have never known to ask those questions, you know, just yeah. because, you know, when you get a photographer, you're just assuming that they know how to shoot wherever your event is. Yeah, so that's good information right there. When a couple books a photographer, what exactly are they paying for? So when you hire a wedding photographer, um, you're hiring them for their really their expertise. Um, so we talked about like, are, can they shoot what you're the kind of event that you're having, right? Um, and you're paying for somebody that can do that. So their experience through different kind of venues, um, different kind of lighting situations, different kind of days, different kind of weather. <laughs> and, you know, we have to be um, comfortable in doing and shooting in all of those. So um, you're definitely paying for that expertise. You're, you're paying for, you know, their eye, of course, like, are they seeing things a little differently? Um, are they able to give you some different perspectives because a wedding a wedding album a wedding gallery is going to have a ton of images you don't want them all the same you know you want some variety so you want a photographer that can um, get you different angles different compositions um, and you're paying for that because the, the photographer is trained to do that and then the big one is you're, you're paying for the kind of the service and experience that they're going to provide that's just a big one because i'm telling you things beyond the images because you have to like the images but Make sure you go beyond that. And a photographer may cost a little more, but he or she may be providing more service. And, you know, it's in life you get what you pay for. So if you want somebody to just shoot, drop off the images, um, not have a good process in place, you know, you're not even sure what's going on. You can't reach them when you need to reach them, you know, that service piece. Um, when when the wedding is over, you don't know where your images are. We talked about it. Even no matter how long it's going to take, you should have clear expectations. Um, so anybody that's not communicating well with you, these are some of the red flags that um, you should look out for. But if they're doing these things, it might be somebody that you're willing to pay for and pay a little more for. It depends, you know. Budget, of course, is important, but make sure that you're going beyond the images. And a, and a photographer that meets all these things is somebody that is worth paying for because you're not just paying for the images. Yeah, and I will also add that you're also paying for the labor because you are on your feet like six oh to eight. <laughs> where I'm sorry, six to eight hours like within the day, and yeah. you know, and like you're pretty much you all are getting your exercise in because y'all are crouching, y'all are standing, y'all are laying down, you know, yeah, laying down. <laughs> like y'all are, you know, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> it's work. yes, y'all are getting all the angles. And so, yeah, you're yeah. definitely paying for the labor. So, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. That's my little tidbit on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So if we think kind of percentage wise, what would you say a couple should probably budget for their wedding photographer? Yeah, I'm in a lot of photography groups and I know um, some of the averages are like, I say like two grand is the starting all the way up to like six grand is kind of the median two to two to five grand. Um, and, you know, then you can just keep going up from from there with some of the some of the good guys and girls. But um, there's certainly people, you know, less than two thousand. But I, I've found and heard that that's a benchmark. Um, Twenty five hundred, three thousand is going to get you. And we're talking about you know not just hiring your cousin <laughs> that happens to shoot, but like somebody. Some of the things we talked about. So it's going to cost a little more. But again, if you're willing to screen properly, you're you're going to get your money's worth. I see in um, these Facebook groups that I'm in, people are always asking that because they realize they don't know. And so they just kind of want to know based on where you are. Granted, we're all in different different parts of the United States asking about, you know, like so-and-so's in Memphis, Tennessee, and she wants to know (laughs) what (laughs) her photographer, like what's that cost? Or if she was quoted something, is this a normal cost? Is this too much? I think that's always the fear. Am I paying, is this too much? Or is this a ripoff? Because, you (laughs) know, like it's too, it's too cheap, you know, Um, seeing some of the, and I've even thought that when I've seen some of these packages, not considering where someone lives, but you know, oh, this is a photo and videography package and it's like $2,000. And I'm thinking, yeah, where do you live? And <laughs> I know, I know. It's <laughs> like, how long are, are they just shooting your wedding for like four hours? Like, are right, they just right. shooting literally the reception? <laughs> like, there are no cocktail hour photos, there are no before photos. <laughs> They're just shooting like the event itself. Um, I'm out. So and that was, yeah, yeah that was it's, good you're, you're exactly, mm-hmm. you're exactly right. Because there's variables that you, you know, from geography to, you know, um, the, 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 the geography and the market, the competition, some geographies have higher prices, but it, it still depends on the types of photographers you're looking for and the competition there. So you're not looking for every photographer, but once you, we talked about some things you look for, but once you narrow down what you're looking for, you just have to get the best one for the budget that you have, but you should have a, a set of photographers that fit those, check those boxes for what, you know, you've done your homework. It's going to be a range, but then within there, you can kind of know, because, you know, you, if you have these grand ideas, it's not going to be a thousand dollars, but if you have like, you've set your expectations and you have, you know, maybe your budget's 2000, 2,500, you're going to get a certain set of photographers, but even within there, you know, make your choices about some of the things using some of the criteria we talked about but it's i mean i, I never tell just like if somebody balks at my prices um on any of my shooting that i do it's like i understand like if you can't afford it i totally understand but it's no different i know i have a marketing background it's no different than anything you buy like if you wanted the nikes or the jordans you get them <laughs> if you don't you get something else i mean it's there's plenty for everybody like i never feel like you should have to go with me. There's people more than me. There's people way less than me. Get the best photographer for you, but make sure he or she checks all the boxes and that you think you're going to be happy working with them for, you know, like pretty much a year and then the big day. <laughs> right. Another question. Um, so you just made a very, very good point. Should like sometimes, you know, 
look, I'm just not in your budget. It is what it is. But do you feel or have you ever dealt with maybe a couple that tried to like haggle you? I don't know if that's even the right word, but like negotiate. It's the right word, yes. (laughs) (laughs) It is the right word, and of course, yes. (laughs) But that's over any kind of photographer. It's like, here's my price. It's like, oh, well, can you? I mean, it's like, but it depends on where you are as a photographer if they're going to let because there's great photographers. It's not all about experience because there's some naturally gifted photographer, wedding photographers, and maybe they first couple and they're good. They don't have to, you know, take a bunch of years of kind of getting to, to the certain level, but they might be cheaper on price. Usually the price pricing is commensurate with their experience mm. because as they get more weddings and, you know, people are starting to feel them or whatever, they're going to raise their prices. But say you caught a good one earlier in their career, you might get a good price. So it's just, it's so variable, but, you know, people are always going to look to push the price, but mm-hmm. there are people in your budget. So I, I recommend don't try to push the photographer. Like if you can afford them, sh- sure, ask them. But I mean, I'm not going to budge anymore. But when I was, <laughs> <laughs> when I was starting, I would. So it just depends on where you catch people. So I'm ask if you want, but um, you know, I, I think a better strategy is making sure you identify what you really need and then mm-hmm. get a set of photographers. So they, so that's how you'll get your range because within that set, there will be a range. So it's going to be, you know, it's just not going to be the the 500, right? But, you know, you you, you can you can find a good photographer because there's so many, so many of us out there. So yeah, just make sure the true. fit is right. <laughs> Another, one last piggybacking question off that. Yeah, yeah. And I haven't really heard of this too much, but we've like, talked to a few people that have kind of mentioned it and i was like hmm is that really a thing are people trying to use or kind of barter their social media influence yeah it's a thing too (laughs) (sighs) this is crazy social media is crazy but i mean i have a love hate with it but um yeah i do get a lot of business off instagram but people try anything and i mean it's just again all this stuff in photography is across the board so it, then it trickles right. over in the wedding wedding photography but you know across the board people are like you know can you shoot for some exposure and you know but now it has trickled down in the weddings like can you shoot my wedding and i'll post it and i have this right. many followers and yeah i've i had two of those and it said no to both of them like <laughs> and then also for me like <laughs> I have a broken record, but it's fit. If somebody is coming to me and all they want is a DS, not even just that extreme example, but if all the, the first thing you look at is price, I understand that budget should be a concern, um, a consideration. But if you haven't even thought about my approach, my, my images, you know, the service I'm trying to provide, then for me, it's not a win-win because you're going to be a headache at the end. <laughs> and you as a client giving you advice, it's just saying, make sure that you have realistic expectations because, um, you know, if you, if you want to offer somebody f- free <laughs> exposure to shoot your way in for free, like, are, is their heart going to be in it? Are they going to be giving you their best? So you just right. got to think about, you know, what you're willing to pay and what you're expecting to get back. Mm, very good point. Yeah, it surprised me. Uh, it I, happens. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I mean, we've heard of people that are like, yeah, I've negotiated all my vendors. And then also some that are like, yeah, I try to partner with certain vendors um, and not necessarily photography, but like other vendors about 
um, social media, you know, my social media influence because, you know, I have like 4,000 followers or 7,000 followers or whatever. But I just feel like, doesn't everybody have a lot of followers now? I mean, not like I I have a lot. I got over a thousand, but like that. Okay, like that's yeah. not a big deal. I think yeah. everybody has a lot of followers. I, I so I don't really see kind of that benefit there. But anyway. But people ask, yeah, that's again, good. I can't tell people not to ask, but just yeah. think about, you know, what you what you're gonna get for if you're trying to like I said, not even extreme example, but if you're coming to me and just keep trying to lowball me and like what how do you think that will result in the service I give you? Like you know, right. or will want to give you like, it, I just would turn it down. But like, think about with another photographer, that that relationship that you're building. Right. Do you want to start it that way? I don't, I don't think so. Right. Well, while we're on the conversation or the topic of money, mm-hmm. how can couples save money with their photographer? Sure. So we, we've talked a little bit about second photographers, and that's usually an added expense. It's definitely nice to have. And um, depending on a wedding, sometimes really advantageous to have a second photographer but you can go without one i've covered weddings where the same size wedding where i've had a second shooter on a different wedding and i've covered that by myself so usually a photographer can cover it what do you you might be sacrificing some images but like we talked about like the gallery is going to have hundreds of images so (laughs) you'll save some money by not having a second um and it depends on the photographer's packages what they do a la carte and what they don't but you can save there some some um photographers and some packages include an album you can decide not to put that in up front and have that to be something you do later you'll save a decent amount of money there you can reduce the hours that this is honestly saves me because I don't want to be out all night, <laughs> um, but it helps the couple. So a lot of times it's by hours. The packages, will, <laughs> the couple is telling you about the day and they're like, okay, you know, starting with the first look, um, not first look, the getting ready all the way through the first look ceremony into the reception. Okay, of course. But then all the way to the end of the reception, the last couple hours of the reception is just people having fun. It's great if you're there, but the pictures you're getting aren't much better from a few, you know, a few minutes after the first dance to cutting the cake, all all the ceremonial things. But then it's just like a couple hours of dancing. Like, do you need two more hours of coverage for dancing? And that's when... I think the cell phone pictures will suffice just fine. So um, that'll save because you're just, you're booking less hours. But um, if you want it all, and then sometimes there's a special exit. And then of course you might want the photographer to stay, but I've been there, you know, at weddings where it's like the last three hours, I'm just kind of like, I'm getting the shots, but I don't, I'm not going to fill your gallery with a hundred pictures of the same dancing. So, you know, you're paying for me to just kind (laughs) of hang around for a couple hours. So. You'll save yes. money on your hours if you just kind of cut out those last few. Okay. Mm. And I mean, when you think about it, the swag surfing is usually at the beginning anyway. So <laughs> right. it's like you get that swag exactly. surf. You get that, stuff. of course. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like uh, the rest of it. I mean, who cares? Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, are there any unnecessary, not unnecessary, but unexpected costs? Are there any unexpected costs um, that come with the photography service? So I guess what... Uh, folks aren't usually thinking about yeah most of the stuff they are knowing wouldn't be a surprise i mean if it's somebody you're getting out of town you mm. a lot of people don't know 
that the photographer will work that into, I didn't even know as a photographer before I started traveling for weddings, but we will pass that on to you. So you obviously could get someone in your city or the city you're getting married, but if it's somebody you really connected with and wanted, you're going to have to pay to bring them in. So that travel cost, some people just don't, don't um, understand that piece of it. They assume that they get the, the photographers getting to come to their, like it's probably somewhere nice. They assume the photographer's coming. So it, it's just still my regular package. What it is, is the package and the travel of the photographer. So, but when I do it, I mean, it's always, I'm taking the basic travel to get there, you know, get a room in their block, but it's still not out of my pocket. It's, you know, it's on top of the package. So just something that might be a unexpected cost if you're getting somebody from out of town. But if it's the person you want, you get them. So <laughs> that is true. Mm-hmm. So what do photographers think about unplugged weddings? Oh, we love them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's just become so challenging sometimes. I mean, I had to put it in my contract that I can't be held responsible. It's just happened too many times where somebody literally jumps in and blocks my shot um, or yeah, partially obstructs it and that's no good for me because I always want to deliver the best and it's, you know, they're hindering me from doing that. So um, the unplugged wedding, um, people, and honestly, people can really be focused as a couple. That's even better for you because, you know, you have everybody's undivided attention, which you should. I mean, people are paying attention, but they're, they're trying to get the picture and it's just not necessary. Like I'm, that's what I'm paying for and I will get the, all the good pictures. So <laughs> just enjoy your day. Unplugged. I, I love it. I love it. But to each his own, because there's certain times of day, like I said, the reception, I think it's kind of fun to have different dance floor pictures of, you know, sometimes people, of course, not sometimes, most of the time now, they'll have their hashtag and doing, you know, sending the media pictures in and, you know, that's fun. But please, on the the main part of the day, just stay out of my way. So if it's unplugged, (laughs) it's good. (laughs) I like how you put that clause in your contract. Right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was a advice from a you know photographer I knew it was like because I um I didn't miss the kiss but um I try to get the kiss try to work quickly and get like right before the kiss and then move and get sometimes move and get a different angle so I got the so so then the exit right after the kiss you know the exit and I tried mm-hmm. to move around and then like it was like five people jumped into the aisle and they're doing their pictures and it's like man <laughs> so I didn't get that one I wanted but um I put it in the contract and. They sign it. We go through it. That's another thing. Like as a client, make sure you go through the contract because I'm going to stick to my contract and I know mine. But if you, if you just sign real quick and we, you know, as Americans, we want to finish stuff quickly and we sign and it's done. Read it because the photographer's putting things in there that are important and you should just make sure you're comfortable with them. And I've had, I had an attorney bride this year and she went through everything. And, you know, I, w- I was like, an attorney drew mine up, but I, I wasn't going to hire my attorney again. And so I was like, you know, we, we, we tweak some of the language, but just make sure you, you know, you read those contracts, but yeah, we'll put things in there that are like, we talked about the, um, the obstructive guest and, you know, as a client, just make sure you read what you're, what you're signing up for. Yeah. The aunties and the uncles with the iPads are making things right. worse for everyone because <laughs> they're, they're the ones posting as the wedding is going on and they are blocking you from the good shots that you know, the couple has paid for. So like, come on, come on. Now. Yeah. The iPad that brings back memories. <laughs> so say the couple books you can a couple also ask their friend with the DSLR or like another, you know, 
like say a mirrorless camera or something to photograph their wedding as well they can do what they want you know that's my theme but um mm-hmm. it's just again maybe a certain parts of the day because okay. so for instance getting ready is a time that's really laid back I think it's important because you get some really nice shots then, but it's really laid back. So if, you know, a friend is also getting some shots, again, the reception is fine. But like the main parts of the day, um, it'd be better if they didn't. <laughs> but, yeah. um, you know, I had one where literally the friend was right with me the whole day. And I mean, I'll adjust to whatever, but that was, you know, a, a bit <laughs> a bit strange. But he had a nice camera, but he was like asking me all these questions. And I was like, all right, well, oh I'm, I'm working here. But yeah, but, um, you know, it's, it's something I'd rather not do. <laughs> but yeah, certain times of the day, sure. Like get your get your extra pictures. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> please don't do this, y'all. That's so yeah. rude. <laughs> they caught me off guard. I was like, okay. He broke it out. He had the bag. He broke it out. I was like, all right. <laughs> but He's that's asking also, you that's, questions. That's also in my contract now. It, um, that no one with a professional camera can be shooting. So I put the language hmm. that, again, if you do it, you do it. But it's just that I'm not responsible for pictures missed, images missed, mm. if that happens. So, of course, you do what you want but um it's just it's just harder to work and you pay somebody good money you just let them do again if you've done all your screening and you know you feel comfortable then you should be confident that they're going to get what you need so let your guests enjoy their day (laughs) that makes so much sense do all photography sessions come with an engagement session um not all but it's really a nice idea because we've been talking about fit and really getting to know your photographer, that's a great opportunity to do it. Um, for instance, all my packages don't, my lowest one doesn't, but um, I just encourage it because you really, the wedding day is, uh, the, the pressure is up on the wedding day, even even if certain times of the day it's not like, I, I believe the um, it increasingly, the pressure goes up. So the beginning, when you're kind of getting ready, really laid back, everybody's having a good time. And then it, as it gets closer to walking down the aisle, it gets more pressure. So as a couple, um, that's not the day you want to be like really connecting with your photographer. The um, engagement session is the time to really do that. Um, you, you, you get to talk a little more, um, you get to understand kind of, I mean, everything from, you know, this is my good side to, you know, um, this is kind of how I like to be um, photographed. That's important stuff that I'll put in my mental toolbox for, for the actual wedding day. So it's just a good time to have a laid back session, you know, and, and a time to get to know each other a little better, but they're not always included. No, but I recommend, you know, some, sometimes people get engagement sessions from other photographers and i've i've done that for people it happens um you know maybe they're maybe they're doing a destination one and the, the wedding photographer's out there and they have a east uh, an engagement session with someone else that's fine but i recommend the, the engagement session is with who you're going to shoot with otherwise you won't get all those benefits that we talked about gotcha okay okay i'm, uh, I'm over here taking notes <laughs> <laughs> um well, let's see. So does the couple own their photos once they are handed over in the online gallery or are there any restrictions uh, with usage? So kind of like what we were talking about in the this or that. Yeah. If someone say wanted to use the wedding photos for their new wedding planning business that of course they are about to start and you know the photos you shot are like perfect headshots so you know (laughs) 
can they right. use that or you know are there any restrictions right so yes there's restriction what's in the con what's in my contract and this is pretty standard is a print release um so when we're done you'll get a gallery i mean it used to be on the thumb drive it's literally just you know digital download those images that you download are yours to use um of course i have print products i have albums but you could take those wherever you want print them and of course share them on social but you cannot then take them sell them for anything enter them in contests and win money they're they're still my images um as a photographer the photographer owns them which and we talked about misperceptions that's one of them um you should know that about any photographer he he or she owns your images even though you're the subject <laughs> um in, unless this, these things are signed over, which are these releases. So you have this print release and that's standard for weddings. Um, but if you wanted an additional like commercial release, it's just something you would have to talk about and sign up front or I mean, sign, sign whenever, but before you um, use them for those other purposes. So um, it's just to keep yourself as a client out of hot water. You should assume that the print release that you signed in the contract, the release is just a print release. Earlier this year, I had the opportunity of being quoted in a Reader's Digest article, it was so random, um, and they asked for a photo of me, but because I was talking about wedding-related stuff, I went back to the contract and I was like, let me reach out to my photographer real quick and see if she's okay with me using this, like, it was a solo photo of me, but I was like, if she's fine with me handing this off and she would have, you know, received credit, and she did. Because I'm like, I don't think I really own these. And I, like you said, um, I don't. I don't own the commercial <laughs> rights to that. So, right. But she approved it. She was fine with it. And, um, you know, everything was fine after that. But, yeah. I mean, hey, folks listening, like, you know, Essence wants to post this, uh, you know, post a story about you and you want to use these photos, you have to ask your <laughs> photographer for, for, for permission, even if you're just assuming, oh, they're going to get the credit. Yes, but also. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. But it's just, to your point, it's just better to just ask and be clear up front. So yeah. there's no <laughs> misunderstandings. And a lot of times, like, if it's something really minor, it is just um, the photographer might just ask for credit and clearly say how they want it. Um, but then there's other times that, you know, something legal needs to be written up depending on the use. Gotcha. Oh, I just thought of another question. Is it in your contract? And would you assume probably the general kind of wedding photographer contract space where if they post a photo on say any of their platforms, they have to credit you, meaning they have to tag you or give you credit. It's, they can't just post it, just to post it and yeah, go. It's in mine. I'm trying to think of that standard. Cause I added that later. It may, may or may not be standard, but again, safe to ask because a lot of people now will um, forget about the credit. And mm -hmm. if it's something that is, gaining some kind of awareness or attention of course the photographer that, that helps us as a business so you know it's just a common courtesy to do it but then a lot of i'd say a good number of photographers will put it in their contract about credit for the wedding pictures because i mean you know blogs or you know like you said perhaps a wedding magazine you want to be credited makes sense okay mm -hmm. So what do you do if you are sick on the day you're supposed to shoot a wedding? Yeah, knock on wood. It's never happened to me. Uh, I mean, I have been feeling not the greatest, but I always show up. But um, 
for me, and I, it, this is in my contract for the client's benefit, I have um, a strong network of, we have a strong network of black wedding photographers. Nice. And specifically, yeah, and the DMV is really strong. So even going into, that's where I can get my second shooters from, even if they're, you know, they could be good or even better than me, but we all work together and they might be my second shooter. Um, but if it comes time to when I'm sick, um, within that network, I'm going to get somebody, I think I put it at the same level or something I put in, but I'm going to allow the client to see their work before. Mm. Um, so if it's a matter of like, I, I would never call out the day of like, I would have to, even if I'm sick, you, you probably know even a couple of days before. Um, so you, you'll be able to say, okay, yes, no, you know, I'd give you a couple options. And then um, the languages that you'll receive service, you know, commensurate to mine. So, um, okay. but yeah, thankfully that hasn't happened because that's tough. It, it, it can happen. So obviously you have to put in a contract, but for the client, of course, you wanted this person and, you know, but I'm sure it happens. So yeah. you just have to have it in the contract. And for me, I, I'm thankful for that network that I can call on. That's good. Yeah. And hopefully that never happens to you. Yeah. No, so thank you. <laughs> Don't jinx me. <laughs> All right. Do couples have to feed their photographer? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Unless you want us falling out. Um, we were talking about it earlier. It's a long day. So yeah. it's literally work. So, and until that break, I don't put my camera down. Like, and that because of my documentary style, I'm always looking for those extra moments, not just, you know, okay, she's coming down the aisle. Like I said, I will be shooting all the way up through those moments. So there's really never a break. Um, so if you don't eat <laughs> that last push, cause the, the reception is not as important in terms of past the formal events. Like I said, you could go two hours of dancing, but if that, if I'm paid to capture that, I'm still, I still have to be working, you know? So it's just common courtesy to give them the meal. And, and I think most clients understand this, but what many clients do is there's called a, there's something called a vendor meal. And that's really like. It's pretty standard. It's some dried up chicken breast, um, some Subway looking sandwich. I mean, it's like something you would get from summer camp. And, you know, again, thinking about, but I have people because of relationships I'm trying to build and the way I'm trying to build my business, they want me to, they want me to, you know, they're like, even people that offer me have a drink at the wedding, which I never do, but even if I wanted to. So it's like, they want you to feel comfortable. They want you to, you know, have some energy, you know, they always make sure you're okay. That's because you built that relationship. And that's what I get most of the time now, but um, don't think your photographer is okay all day without a meal and don't, why give them the worst meal possible? Just get an extra plate, you know? Um, and most of my clients do that now and it's appreciated because you sit down you and we eat fast and get back out there. So it's like, you know, it's not, if you give us a better meal, we're going to sit down and kick our feet up. It's, you know, it's just, um, I don't want to see you eating crab cakes. And um, <laughs> of course I will, but for me, I appreciate when my clients look out. <laughs> but at least give them uh, something now. <laughs> right. Yes. It's, I mean, I feel like it should be a law, you know? I mean, like, it's like, you know how they have the labor laws. I mean, you're working eight hours. I know. You deserve a meal. You deserve a break. That's right. So there you got it. Yeah, I've seen people ask about that though in these Facebook groups. They're like, yeah. "Why I gotta feed my photographer?" And I'm like, yes. "Because your photographer has been with you basically since two o'clock in the day. afternoon, and now it's right. six, almost seven. 
they right. hungry. I mean, right. don't so, you want to eat too? Right. I know. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I, I go back to I go back to the relationship. Like you wouldn't want a friend to be sitting there. I'm, I'm not, exactly. not necessarily you had to be friends with a photographer, but because you built that relationship, you want the best out of them. I mean, I like I said, now my clients do this, but it's like they want you should want that person to be at their best. So why are you skipping over a you know a, a meal of the day of? I know plates aren't cheap, but I'm just saying, think about what you want out of them. And hopefully they care about delivering it and treat them, you know, accordingly. So, yeah, a nice plate of food. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and usually I'm assuming when you eat is when everyone else is eating because like, right. Who really needs photos of like, Stuff in the house, you know, right. room, stuff in the right. house. Yeah, right. That looks so crazy. we do, <laughs> right? <laughs> so we we do it um, at the same time, and we do it quickly. So by time, you know, because there's a lot of guests that have to eat. So certainly by the time they're done eating, we're done. So we're back out there. So um, it always works out. All right. Um, you've kind of covered this earlier, but what's kind of you would say maybe the good average amount of time that a couple would need a photographer, given say a typical maybe what four maybe five hour reception or ceremony reception yeah i would say you need to build in let's just pretend the wedding is like a four to ten from the main part of the wedding i would say let the photographer get there um two to two and a half hours early um, okay we talked about the day and it really is the time to be more low-key just you know, the getting ready is a lot of fun, but there's parts of getting ready that aren't needed, obviously, and you don't want me in there. Even if it's a, a woman assistant, you don't want them in there while you're just getting ready. So it's like finishing up the makeup, um, you know, so a couple hours before even getting to the ceremony, but sometimes three hours, but it depends if you don't first look, which we try to build in more time. But, um, you know, and first look's a great idea. And now I've done all the recent weddings I've done, I've had first looks, oh, I'd say like good. 90%. Um, but it makes the day easier because you get during that time, you get some really nice sh shots that you can avoid keeping the couple away from kind of the cocktail hour if, if, if that's into the agenda because you've done that before and they can just enjoy themselves. Because usually that time after the wedding and before the reception cocktail hour, they're with you taking pictures if you haven't done a first look. So do the first look if, you, if you're not um, super traditional and then just, um, you know. But one of my favorite, what are they? I think they have a name for it now. First touch, um, mm -hmm. which was 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 my favorite. Um, probably about two years ago, they were traditional, but they really wanted to do it. So they did the first touch, had a um, just a door in between them, and still had that intimate moment. And we got some beautiful images. But it was it was still a way to do some pictures. We still did afterwards, but it still cut the time that we needed to because we got some intimate pictures before so anyway you choose to do it but it's again that's all back to the consultation and just figuring out the day and the best way to do things um, but yeah if you build in two to three hours before the wedding it's usually pretty good and like i said you can sometimes cut an hour off the end if you're trying to um, conserve hours of coverage mm -hmm. but just make sure you have enough hour on the front end to just really be relaxed and you know i've had a, a couple bring me in like an hour before and it's too rushed it's just like I don't, they just didn't plan their day out well and they hired me later in the process and you come in, but everything's right. You just hate for the day to be rushed and the pictures to be rushed. So yeah. you know, build that time in, have the photographer there and they're, you know, the, 
their second shooter could be doing um, the guys and the girl. You just get it all done, chilled out, and then go into the day. Yeah, makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. yeah. Are the second shooters necessary? Not necessary. Personal preference, but um, again, it's a coverage thing. Think about, um, I guess, advice for couples are: what images do you like? Remember on the on the selection phase, you're really trying to think about your event and what you like. So to line up what that photographer is going to deliver, because that that's also where you get mis- mixed. Um, the expectations are off, and then you're not happy with the delivery. If all this is done up front, then you're in good shape. And if you think that you want more images at the end, then you I've communicated I'm going to deliver 500, let's say. If you're like, man, I want 1,000, or I can't give you 1,000. So that's when you have to think, and then I need a second photographer. But if you're comfortable with me saying, I will cover the day and I really don't need one, based on what you told me about your day, then, you know, again, you might be trying to save some money so you don't need the second photographer. If you have the budget, it can't hurt. You know, um, the the main photographer is going to get somebody that they work well with, so that you know it's kind of a teamwork and everything's getting covered. So it's it's really a personal preference. But I've had people they like my work and they're like, um, again, I share galleries where I was the only and where I was second, so they could kind of compare, and then they can make a decision on. Well, you know, the one that was just you is totally fine. You know, our wedding smaller. Let's just go with just you. So um, just, again, always tied to exactly the day that you're planning so that, um, you know, your, your needs are met. Yeah, this is not part of the next question. But mm-hmm. to, I guess, to piggyback on that, like, would you suggest it based on the amount of people that the couple um, uh, um, is inviting to the wedding? So, for example, you know, like maybe for 150 um person wedding then you know you may not need a second shooter but if you have like a 300 person wedding then you know like you may suggest like okay you may want a second shooter you know because of how many people are attending your wedding i mean do you base it off of that or absolutely that's one of the um one of the factors because it's just you you just get in so many different groupings like when you're starting to do the family and Mm -hmm. um you know, again, with coverage, want to make sure you're in the different places because it's probably a bigger venue. So mm-hmm. I would definitely recommend on those bigger ones. Um, I just don't shoot a lot of huge weddings. So gotcha. even, but within my work, it's still um, it's a personal preference where it could be a smaller wedding, but you just want that different coverage. But yeah, when you get up to the bigger numbers, you need, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you just need, <laughs> you just need a team. You need a videographer going, you need two photographers, <laughs> um, but I assume if you're doing something that big that you have the budget, so go for it. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> so how long, and you've already covered this, but just uh-huh. kind of, again, how long does it usually take for a couple to kind of, you know, to get their photos back? Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll just go over it again. So you can expect in that first week to get a sneak peek. And mm-hmm. and that's, like I said, a decent, for me, it's a decent um, selection of images through the day, but then six to eight weeks, I think eight weeks is average. I I think you might expect up to 12 for some people, but that's on the longer end. But um, I think eight weeks is right about the average. Um, but again, there's a lot that goes into it. So don't feel like, you know, they're dragging their feet, but it also might be multiple weddings that, that you know, you, this is something you don't want rushed. So, I mean, 
I just um, preached patience on this one, but six to eight weeks is is pretty standard. Okay. That makes sense. Gotcha. Okay. How far in advance should they book the photographer? I'd say a year, nine months to nine months or too short. I would say a year is ideal. And then some people, you know, I'm not one of these guys that's like booked way out, but again, it depends on your photographer because I'm usually booked into the next year, but there some of my guys and, and girls that I'm in my group, like killer photographers <laughs> are booked two years. Like you, you got to get them two years in advance. So a year and a half to two years. So they're booking like 2022 now, a year and a half. So they're booking 2022 for sure now. So um, just again, when you narrow down your list, um, it's never too early to start at least making those connections and seeing what that photographer this kind of year on your wish list, what their schedule's like. But um, a rule of thumb would be a year, I think, um, to really be comfortable. Because okay. halfway through that, you'll do your engagement session and, you know, it'll be kind of a normal timeline. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Um, last question. What advice would you give a couple that is looking for their photographer? Yeah, it'll just be recapping my fit discussion. Um, just the fit, fit, fit. Just yeah. I mean, you want to, this is something you really, so I've talked about um, the relationship that you're building with this person Mm -hmm. because you're going to be, we talked about the time, you're going to be with them for a year. You'll be interacting with them for a year. And then on that day, you just, you don't want to be worrying about any of your vendors, but especially, you know, are they, uh, is my photographer in the way? Is my photographer not getting what I want them to get? Mm -hmm. You know, any kind of question, you don't want to have those. So to alleviate that is that relationship before is those um, discussions that you've had. We talked about hopefully having an um, engagement session. So you've, you know, by that time that this is somebody I'm totally comfortable with. I don't mind providing a meal to, you know, it's just like, it, it's somebody you really um, are comfortable with. So um, you like their images, they fit, they check the boxes of things you want. They fit your budget. All of those are important, but then, they are also a fit for your personalities with you and your fiance. And um, then you, then you don't have anything to worry about. And I've had people tell me <clears throat> even outside of the images, this is what I work for is the images are going to be solid. Don't worry about it. But did, did you enjoy the way I covered your wedding? And if they say they did, I mean, I had moms tell me, you know, and, and that's a good feeling because that means the way I treated you, the service I provided was above and beyond the images. And then, I, my goal is to knock your socks off with the images, but we we finished a 10 hour day together and you felt really good about how I interacted with your guests and, you know, your parents. And, you know, for me, that's a success. So you want somebody that cares about um, your day being a success. Yeah. That relationship, you know, is huge. It it's, and like a lot of people may not think, you know, that it is important, but trust me, it right. is definitely important. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, choosing the right job. You know, if you don't have a good relationship with your coworkers, then there's a possibility that you may be leaving that job. You right, know? right, right. Even if you didn't pay it, okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. So relationships is huge. Right. So, yeah. Right. yeah. It's an investment more than just mm-hmm. the service, you right. know. Exactly, um, exactly. I completely... Completely agree. Well, thank you so much, Damien. We're going to hold on to you for just a little bit. We're going to go into unsolicited advice. I do this pretty much every week. I give advice to either 
brides, brides to be, grooms, grooms to be, vendors, whoever's listening sometimes. Um, because when you get engaged, you will get some advice that you didn't ask for. Some people say they don't, but I'm like, you have. You, you just, will, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, you didn't really pay that any mind. Um, I think I've given this piece of advice before, but I'm just going to say it again. When it comes to your rehearsal dinner, your welcome stuff, the things you're doing the day or day or two before the wedding, be very mindful of what you're eating. Two reasons. You don't want to end up accidentally with food poisoning. Kind of go bland. Don't go kind of all out there. Wait for the wedding day for all those (laughs) (laughs) fancy uh, dining experiences and whatnot. And hopefully you actually get to eat on your wedding day. But another thing, ladies, some of us really want the like fitted, you know, look, um, whether it's a fit and flare, your standard mermaid or trumpet gown or like a column gown, whatever. If it is hugging you, you might end up bloated. So you got to just be a little bit mindful because that alteration trip has already occurred. You're done. You cannot go back. There's, we can't put cloth in here there we can't add the fabric you know it's too late whatever it is is what it is at this point so just kind of be mindful of what you're eating in the days leading up to the wedding for appearances but then also just to make sure that you feel good and uh your complete best on the wedding day so that is my advice for this week tania take us to the vendors Yes. So we're moving into the wedding vendor love. Damien, who would you like to shout out this week? I'm going to have you go first. Uh, all right. <laughs> so my favorite makeup artist, um, Nikki Frazier, Beauty and the Bride is her IG handle. Um, nice. She actually was a bride at a wedding I second shot um, and just she's amazing. Eli Turner, uh, he is actually the guy I mentioned before that um, I second shot under. Um, and he's at Eli Turner Studios, um, wedding photographer outside of DC. And then for an event, wedding event um, professional, Love Clark is her name. And she's at Love Clark Events. Uh, all great vendors, all wonderful people. Um, and that's one thing I love about the industry is just so many cool connections. I will say when we first started this, I was really pleasantly surprised to find out how much the wedding industry and especially the black wedding industry like roots for each other like i don't really see a lot i know there is some competition but i don't really see a lot of the competition it's more of like okay this don't work for me but i know so and so and so i'm gonna you know send them your way or like (laughs) you know like working together partnering together with like-minded and same industry you know sub niche or sub industry vendors um and i think that's just like completely amazing I know it's really cool. The black, yeah, the black vendor network community is strong. I, I'm completely a thousand percent here for that. Actually, <laughs> who do you have this week? Okay, so I'm going to shout out a vendor that I haven't personally worked with, but she's based in the Atlanta area. She's a planner, um, an event planner, wedding planner, of course, who um, has done. 
she did the 50th birthday party of my, I call him my cousin, my cousin's wife, um, a few years ago at the Ventanas in Atlanta. So her name is um, Jan Hill. She's the owner of J Hill Events on Instagram. She's j.hillevents. I'm going to be honest. If you don't have a coin, keep keep going. You can follow her. <laughs> you need to have a real good coin um, to book Miss Jen. But you'll see why when you look at her feed. It's gorgeous work. She really does specialize in luxury experiences. So if that is your cup of tea, then hit her up. Um, Tania, who is your vendor? Yes. So today I am going to shout out someone who is not in the United States. You know, um, recently, um, Spotify, since we're also on Spotify, they gave us um, our stats, basically. And mm -hmm. I didn't realize that we were, you know, trending in Australia and Canada. So, oh, you know, nice. so I was like, um, let me start, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is true. That yeah. is true. Yeah, like some love. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. So you know, I appreciate y'all who are listening to us overseas. Yes. Um, but today I'm gonna actually shout out someone who is in London. Um, her nice. name is Linda Insedu. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing her name correctly. But she is an event and floral designer. She recently did um, a a wedding. Um, Y'all, I watch a lot of YouTube or whatever. So, um, and so she did uh, a popular YouTuber who was based out in London and her wedding, like dropped dead gorgeous, like florals, amazing, you yeah. know, they even like had balloons and stuff. And like, you usually mm. don't see balloons, you know, at a wedding. Well, yeah. at least, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, you not really that often. That. Yeah. 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 But the way that she did it, like, beautiful. So um, you can find her on Instagram at Linda Insedu Events. Um, or you can find her on her website, which is currently um, under construction right now. But she has all her information on there as well. But it's lindainsedu.co.uk. So definitely look her up. Um, she is on Instagram and Facebook and, of course, her website. Um, but, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. And again, she's out in London. So all the UK followers, and if we don't have UK followers, we about to, you know. <laughs> work on that. Yes, we're going to work plan on that. for next year. Yes. Yeah. yes. 2021. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what I have this week. Awesome. Well, Damien, again, thank you so much for spending thank the last guys. like hour and a half with us, being extremely yeah. flexible and really cool to talk to. Yeah. Um, where can people find you if they want to book you or learn more or just see more of your photos? Um, where where should they go? Sure, sure. So thank you guys so much. It was a real pleasure. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so on awesome. Instagram, I'm D Car at D Carter Photography. And my website is www.damiencarterphotography.com. Very nice. And guys, that's Damien with an E in, yes. not A in. Yes. That's um, right. <laughs> Thank so, you, I E N. Yes. So we will have all of this, um, of course, tagged. Um, you'll be seeing a lot of Damien. So there will be no mistake on how to spell, how to get to him. But um, if you're just listening and you're in the car, you know, like moving around and can't, you know, hit pause real quick. All right. That, it was Thank good you. to me. So where can people find us? Yes. So they can find us on QIDU.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. What's the... Uh, 
other LinkedIn. 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 Yeah, LinkedIn. And then also, I was about to say Snapchat. We're not on Snapchat. Oh, goodness. Um, No. You said uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. And we're on the TikTok. There you go. TikTok. Uh, We're on the TikTok TikTok with the kids. (laughs) Said the TikTok. You sound so old. (laughs) On the Facebook, on the TikTok. Right. We're on the Snapbook in the Facebook. In the hippity hop. No, I was about to say Tumblr. I'm like, we don't Tumblr no more. Oh my gosh, no. We're definitely not on Tumblr. Oh my goodness. TikTok is our capacity. Yeah. Yes, we are on there. You can find Ashley at Demitosh on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at Bill Sorry on Instagram and Twitter. And yeah, that's it. Yep, right. that's basically it. And if you want some cool um, apparel and things to buy yourself, your friends, your bridal party, or your favorite vendor, go to shop.huidu.com and enjoy yourself. So <laughs> <laughs> again, Damien, thank you so much for spending yes, this so time with us. You can thank go you back guys. to father and husbandhood <laughs> yeah. right now. And, <laughs> and editing and editing. And, yeah, of course, oh, yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. um, thank, thank you, you again. Thank you. Have All a great cool. night. Thank you. And happy holidays. Too. Yes, happy holidays. Too. All yeah. the Merry things Christmas if we don't too. speak before then. Yes. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye.